0: Use promo code MADNESS50. That's MADNESS50 to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today.
1: Hot! Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, One. Jeff Cameron show from Ireland. I would say good afternoon and welcome everybody. That might be a little weird in the hotel for for folks just outside, but uh, I'm in Waterford, Ireland. It is Ireland's oldest city. I'll tell you more in a second, and we'll actually talk some Knowles here in a second as well. Before we get started with all of that, let's let's celebrate our uh, our new partner or our expanded partner. They've always been partners. But here's an opportunity for you guys to say uh, War Chant Days at Garnet and Gold. If you're watching at home right now, you can see it. Um, this is uh, It's a Wednesday, which means you get 25% off purchases from College Vault. That's the College Vault over there on Pensacola. Classic FSU gear, which you can see on the screen here. In fact, guys, I don't know if you can see it on camera here. I've got the old school Florida State logo on. There you go, or the Florida State shirt, just state right there. It's a beautiful thing. Um, Tara Hunt and her great staff—I uh, believe it was uh, Crystal—helped uh, us out, and they were fantastic. And there's so much to choose from. And if you're a Warchant subscriber, you're saving tons of money—not just on, uh, on on these days that are uh, Garnet and Gold War Chant days, but uh, you know, if you're a subscriber, you're going to save any time uh, that you uh, order something from Garnet and Gold. So we want to doff the cap to them as we get started here today. As I said, I'm in Waterford. I'll get to FSU momentarily. Uh, it is Ireland's oldest city, said to have been uh, formed by the Vikings in the 9th century. Uh, we had a wonderful tour here of a Viking castle that still uh, stands and uh, a museum that gives you the history uh, of this place and the, uh, the back and forth uh, as, as the wars went on and who owned it, who, cont- who was able to control it. Uh, it, it, it's a fascinating listen and read and, um, uh, you know, it, it's one of the things that you always notice if you go to Europe, go to any country that is certainly a lot older, uh, than the United States. You see artifacts, for example, uh, one of the first things we saw today was from, uh, the 1100s. So right off the bat, I was like, Oh, is it, look at that. That's a, it's a piece of equipment from the 1100s. Um, so stuff of that nature, but, uh, so well preserved the things they have, this is a wine port. Uh, and so so the early days, you've, they, they have been able to uncover some of the oldest uh, wine uh, vases, if you will. Uh, and uh, right outside my window, uh, I wish you could see it. If it wasn't such a blinding sun coming through, I would turn the computer that way so you could. But I'm right on the river that runs through here, and uh, it's a port city. So to think about how many people have docked right here uh, for the last... Uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, 500, 600, 700 years. It's rather remarkable. Uh, we did that. We went to a, a, a wake um, museum. Uh, there's a there's a home here that people have been coming to die for the last 500 years. Stepping foot in there was intriguing. Uh, it, it, it had a feel. It had a feel. Uh, some, of, uh, some of the priests that... Um, that helped aid the poor here in Waterford, uh, died there, and they welcomed others to die there peacefully where they would uh, be taken care of. Uh, It was fascinating. We did that. We did the uh, Time Peace Museum. It's one of the uh, two only uh, museums dedicated solely to man's pursuit of keeping time, dating back to uh, the Egyptians and the Babylonians, you get to see the world's first time pieces and those that sought to make them, and learn about the sophistication of the tools they used. There was a one of the first watches we saw there was in the early 1600s. So there's no shortage of stuff. I, I you know, we're it, it's no secret we're here uh, as as guests, if you will, uh, for the fine folks. Seminals to Ireland, you can go check it out. Uh, but these are all things you can do if you're going to make the trip. To Ireland for 2024 when Florida State takes on Georgia Tech, and uh, the the folks are are really really friendly. They they don't ask that we push and push and push or anything like that. They just say experience it, and relay your experiences to the people back home. We know there's a lot offered here. We're gonna golf later this week, a so, uh, week on a link course, which links course which I'm so excited about. Um, you know tomorrow uh, we're gonna have an opportunity to do a bunch more. So I, I will update you as we go along. Tom, I welcome you in now. As we, as we talk a little Knowles here, and let's just get to the fact that the, it's been announced. I mean, next week, when I get back from Ireland, uh, we'll be in Charlotte, and it'll be ACC kickoff, ACC media days. Probably feels like back home uh, that football is starting, because SEC media week is this week, I think. I saw Jimbo Fisher once again refusing to say as to who's going to be calling plays Uh, I had a chuckle here in Waterford as I saw that come up on my phone. Uh, People are still pushing the issue with him, and, uh, you know, he'll give the standard, oh, I I wouldn't have hired him if I didn't think he was a great coach, and the stuff with which we do, whatever that means, as he likes to say. And uh, that made me laugh. But it got me thinking back to all the other media days that we've been a part of and all the other years where we've gone up. It's starting, Big 12, SEC, and us next week. Here we go. And you and I will be there, and when we're there, we'll have an opportunity to talk to Jordan Travis, No surprise there. He is a Heisman candidate. It'd be silly not to send him. He's been, uh, what, three, four times? He's probably tired of going to Charlotte. Uh, And then uh, in addition to that, Jared Verse will go. Makes sense. He's a superstar player who will, if he has a great season, be drafted within, I don't know, top 10 pick. So he's also a quote a second. Makes a lot of sense for him to go. Kalen Deloach. Okay. I thought that was an interesting choice. Kalen Deloach you can give a lot of credit to because that's a young man that has kind of been here through the transformation, right? Think about him and the hard work he's put in. And I will say this, you guys get used to me criticizing uh, an area, a segment group like the linebackers, and I consider them sort of a weak spot of the team. That isn't to say they're devoid of talent and can't produce. I just don't think it's the strength of the team, either in numbers or overall talent. But I will also say, and I have said that early in the season a year ago, both Tatum Bethune and Kalen Deloach were playing great football, and Kalen Deloach, in particular, looked like a guy that had added speed—if that's popular, uh, possible. Excuse me, and was um, a player who I thought was going to have a torrid uh, year, just dominate. Uh, but I think he got dinged halfway through the season. I wonder if we don't see exemplary play from him and Tatum this year, and in particular, Kalen with the defensive line being what we think it's going to be and the opportunities he'll have to run sideline to sideline and make plays with that speed. If he's fully healthy and he's clean, meaning the defensive line is helping keep offensive players, linemen and the such off of him, he could have a huge year. So I'm happy for Kalen DeLoach, and he's a smart guy. So it it should be an interesting conversation.
0: To me, I think it's an endorsement of the work that Kalen's put in and what they've seen from him in the offseason. They think he's going to have a big season in short. It makes more sense now because by the time that you hear this video, see this video, uh, and you listen on 93.3, Florida State will have had a media availability. That's at 9.30 in the morning on Wednesday, and that's with Tatum, Bethune, and Renardo Green. Kind of came out of left field that we were going to get those two players on a random Wednesday before the ACC kickoff, but now I understand it a little bit more. If you're going to send one of the two linebackers to Charlotte, you got to make the other one available. I'm just reading the tea leaves there. I think that that's what went on. Uh, But I would not have if you gave me two or three chances to guess who the third player was going to be for Florida State. I would not have said Kalen Deloach. And that's not a knock on the player. I just think that a Trey Benson uh, is going to have a a huge season. And while they've got a lot of targets on offense in in the aerial attack, Trey Benson is going to be the lead dog, you know, in in the backfield. He's going to be the guy that goes over a thousand yards. So you could have picked him. Fabian Lovett made a significant choice for the future of, of this season when he said he's going to come back for another year. I think that's another player that you could have picked. And honestly, because of Tatum Bethune's senior status, I get it that Kalen Deloach is also a redshirt senior this season. I would have thought maybe Bethune would have gone and not Deloach. So I find that fascinating. So uh, it's a different wrinkle. I, I suspected maybe two defensive players. Would go in addition with Jordan, but I just didn't think it would be Kalen DeLoach. That'll make for a fun week, though, because that—that's the first curveball of the season is that he's going to be the third guy at Charlotte. Again, for clarity's sake, we'll have our whole staff up there, multimedia wing of the yeah. enterprise will be there. That'll be a week from today, Wednesday, July 26th, this Florida State State's day in Charlotte.
1: Yeah, and and you know the only thing I'll say about that, Tom, with Kalen DeLoach is, you know, you think about Tatum Bethune had those years where he was at UCF before transferring in. And Caleb – Caleb Deloach is sort of a program guy. You know, so I, I think that's – and it's not a knock on Bethune. It's just that he came to the party late. So I, I think that might be kind of why maybe they chose Calen Deloach in that situation. You could have gone with a lot of guys, as you said. Could have gone with Johnny Wilson. Could have gone with any number of other players. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, it was a tough choice. Maybe, maybe they also just asked the guys, do you want to go or not? Is it something you want to do? Not everybody wants to do that. Not everybody wants to feel those questions and travel and do those things. Some guys have no interest in it. Others really can't wait to get out in front of it and have a conversation with the press and kind of get themselves out there in a way uh, to a higher profile. So you never know. You yeah, never really K- know.
0: Kalen's game has developed in an interesting way over the last couple of years. I recall two seasons ago, it looked like he was understanding what offenses were doing and trying to do to him by the end of the season. I point back to the one play, but it's just nice and emblematic. On the road at Florida. He cuts underneath. He makes a nice play for an interception. He did the same thing against Boston College on the road. Good November for Kalen. Last year, you're right. He was shot out of a cannon early in the season. Sometimes he took poor angles. But that's going to happen when you go against a Jaden Daniels and a Malik Cunningham. Either way, he kept up with them in a lot of instances, stride for stride. But then both of the linebackers just kind of disappeared. And I think it's fair to say for a linebacker, an argument that you would make for a quarterback like Jordan Travis or a running back. When the line in front of you is good, you look better. If you're Jordan Travis, when receivers can win one-on-ones, you look better. And I think that's for a linebacker. When you got an anchor in front of you, like a Fabian Lovett or a Daryl Jackson or a Braden Fisk or a, or a farmer, and then you've got a guy like Jared Verse who's going to command double teams and extra attention, as a linebacker, you're going to be free to make more plays. And I think that's going to come for those two this season.
1: I do too. And uh, with that, we'll wrap up this segment. We'll have another one uh, as we begin the next hour. So stay with us. I'll get back with you guys in a moment with some uh, fresh content from Ireland, and we'll talk more Florida state and some other things that I've done uh, over here in Waterford and Dunmore East and uh, where we're headed tomorrow and all that good stuff. Jeff Cameron, show 93, three real talk radio and war chant TV hello there podcasters oh don't worry i won't prattle on for two minutes like i do with some of the other reads zaxby's doesn't demand it of me (laughs) zaxby's like look just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land that's easy i can do that i can attest to that a delicious thick juicy tasty zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at of course the strips are a given you like the strips? We get the strips on game days.
0: The platters are lifesavers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to
1: a party, a pool party say this summer,
0: and what do I bring? Just bring a beer, giant thing, no. and Zaxby's. Worry about the beer, you bring the Zaxby's, <laughs> you're going to be the hero. Just uh-huh. make sure you get all the sauces too. They've got like 97 sauces and they're all delicious.
1: I don't know if you guys know this, there are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27, you can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like so, peach trees
0: in Atlanta. They're
1: everywhere. Look around. Find you a Zaxby's and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. I did that thing where you discover. An athlete from the past that you had forgotten about completely, quite literally an Olympic sport star that tend to fade as, you know, the Olympics are over, you forget about certain people, especially if they were gold medalists in something that you just don't watch any other time, but the Olympics, like they're not involved in another sport where you even remotely pay attention to. Like, I don't. I'm not paying attention to Greco-Roman wrestling; just not doing it. Uh, I couldn't name a single individual competing in Greco-Roman wrestling, but I remembered Rulon Gardner. Do you remember that? Are you old enough? To I know remember the Rulon name Gardner?
0: well because anytime you watch Greco-Roman wrestling in the Olympics, that name is brought up a billion times.
1: Because he beat a Russian. That hadn't lost in a thousand years and looked like King Kong and was the devil. He was like a tax collector in Boy. Russia with a shaved head. And you should have see this guy that he beat. I remember when he beat him. It's insane. Uh, he beat, his name was uh, uh, Alexander Kal- Karlin, I think it was. Yeah! The guy he beat, the Russian he beat, Hadn't lost in 13 years. He hadn't given up a point in six years. He was considered literally unbeatable. So, Rulon Garner beat him in the 2000 Olympics. And it was a huge deal because he won the gold. He was an American. So, in this country, obviously, we celebrated him. And he's a doofus-looking cat. I mean, when you see Rulon Garner, he's from uh, Wyoming. He's... uh, how do I say it? Um, he's just not a striking individual. Okay, okay? let's. Yeah, I, I just yeah. I'm trying to be fair mm-hmm. here. He's just you're like, well,
0: he looks like he would be a wrestler. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, like a retired washed up WWE wrestler, not yeah, yeah, not yeah. a world class Greco Roman gold medalist, not that kind of a wrestler. Right, like he was the like, first
0: match when, uh, yeah, Kurt Hanning was out there back in the day, or, right? You know,
1: no, he he looks. Yeah, like a washed-up, balding, hillbilly gym, knees, arthritic, struggling, signing a poster. He
0: walks bow-legged kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like Rob Van Dam. Have you seen Rob Van Dam try to walk? I have not. It's uh, really depressing. It's kind of like the big
1: show. So it was the first gold medal, Olympic gold medal, won by an American Greco-Roman wrestler in a full international field. So he had all of these things Become first in moments to shine I remember he did the Late night talk show circuit The whole deal But I haven't thought of Rulon Garner since Of course I wouldn't I'm laying in bed Flipping around the other night And I come across You know I love survival specials You know I love survival shows So Anybody that survives something absurd like being lost at sea for 15 days or three months or something and surviving in the ocean with sharks, and I'm, I, you got me. Lost in the wilderness, you got me. I'm in there. I'm watching what happens to you. Because I love to hear them regale me with these stories. They all lived, and I'm always interested in, well, what did you do to survive? And it's always crazy what people will do. You know, the guy who got his arm trapped underneath the rock. And that ended up yeah, being a story. And yeah, the saw James his Franco a, movie. Yeah, he had to saw his own arm off. People can do that. They saw their own limbs off just to survive, or they eat one another after a plane crash. And I'm interested in stuff like that. So, I'm flipping around the other night. It's late. Wife's out cold. Whole family's out cold. I can't sleep. Flippity do. And I flip over to this station, and the and the the. The conditions on the screen are are dire. It is mm. clearly a blizzard somewhere. It looks, it just looks desolate. So as I, I so I, like, what is this? But I can't turn it up real loud because she's sleeping. My wife's sleeping. But I want to know what's going on. Where are they? Is this one of those shows in Alaska? What are they doing? And so I'm watching, and there's this gigantic rotund man. I mean, a behemoth man. And the camera's right up on him, I thought, well, they did him no favors. I mean, they could have shot this at a different angle, this poor man. Uh, you know, I mean, we all know, anybody's ever taken a selfie, you don't take it from below. You take it from on high, because you don't need your jowls jetting out there, especially if you're this guy. I mean, I, I could lose a few LBs, but this guy is huge. That uncomfortably fat, That where you're like, oh. Right, he, he could, could lose a defensive tackle. He could die, yeah. like, in an yeah. hour. You're mm-hmm. thinking, this guy's in trouble. So I'm looking at him, but I can't really hear what he's saying. It's evident that he's been lost in the wilderness here. And I'm I'll, so you got me. You got me. Now I'm like, whoa, so this fat ass got stuck out in the woods. Well, he's stored up for it. <laughs> he could just he, he could go into hibernation. So I'm watching and I look and I go, that guy looks like that wrestler. And I and I'm trying to, I'm, I'm racking my brain. I'm like, that's Rulon Garner. God, I haven't thought of Rulon Garner in a long time. That guy looks like just like Rulon Garner. And I'm watching, and, I'm wa- and bam, his name comes up. It's Rulon Garner. It is Rulon Garner. But he's like 600 pounds heavier than he was when he won the gold medal, the Greco-Roman gold medal over that Russian. I went, oh, God, Rulon. Time has not been a friend. So I'm watching, and I'm thinking, well, what happened? This fat ass. Got stuck. He was on a jet ski, uh, not a jet ski, uh, uh, a snowmobile, Mm -hmm. and he flipped it. And he's huge. I mean, so he's rolling down the hill. (laughs) Tom, you can see where this is going. Oh, God. My man flipped a snowmobile at like 800 pounds, and he's stuck. This fat ass—it's hard enough to get up with no snowmobile on top of him, but with a snowmobile on top of him, oh, uh, no. we, and it's and it's snowing. Now it's snowing, and I'm sitting there going, "Oh my <laughs> god, this poor bastard! Oh, what must he been thinking? Could his hand reach the ground?" And he's just twisted to the side. He can't. So oh. he basically. <laughs> so now I'm sitting up in the bed. I'm like, I got to see how this ends. So, Rulon Garner, A, is on my TV in the middle of the, the night. television is wonderful. B-, <laughs> B, he's, you know, an extra 400 pounds oh. from having won the gold medal. And I think, well, God, dog, Rulon, this is ridiculous. So, he tells his story of survival. Um, he ended up, uh, he had he- he gets from underneath this this snowmobile, and he's able to kind of waddle to this area that has a couple of trees. Now the blizzard's hitting, and he saw it coming. He was like, oh, I'm stuck. This is not good. He's thinking he's going to die. He finally finds a way to get out from underneath the snowmobile after a lot of work. He barely has the energy. Well, he knows leverage, though,
0: so he's got <laughs> that going for
1: him. He's, he's barely got the energy to get up, but he knows, and he says, I'm going to die. If I lay here, it doesn't matter how exhausted I am, I'm going to die. I got to get up. So he gets his fat ass up, and he's trying to get over there to those trees because he's going to try to make a little fort. And he takes one step. Woof! Sinks down up to his shoulders. That's how big the snowdrift is. Oh my! So now God. think about this: Rulon Garner, 600-pound Rulon Garner, who's right. injured, by the way. Yeah, uh, has got to find a way out of this snowdrift that's up to his head. Yeah, he's in a Mongolian death ritual now. <laughs> this is not yeah. good. But he does it. He fights and he claws and he gets to the tree. These two little trees through the drift. He does. He kinda of crawls his way, oh figures my it out. God. Oh, it's it's crazy. So then he's leaning against these trees and he's packing snow around him and he's thinking, Well, this is how it ends, you know. And he's thinking back on his gold medal and he's <laughs> thinking <laughs> Oh. <laughs> juxtapose juxtaposed the glory of winning.
0: Yeah, beating a dude I hadn't lost in 13 years. In Athens, if it's in 2000, if mm-hmm. it is in fact a 2000 mm-hmm. Olympics. It was. So you are... Yes, the birthplace of the Olympics. You are a household name across the world for this accomplishment, even if it is for a day or two. It's mm-hmm. still your household mm-hmm. name across the planet. Yeah. And now... Yeah. You just waddled through a snow drift up to your shoulders. In the middle at, of nowhere. At 600 pounds. Yeah, you've lost your control of your battle with weight. Because you flipped on a snowmobile. <laughs> and, and death is die. impending. Yeah, you're going to die. The darkness is creeping How up. does this... I wonder how his story will end. This is a wonderful moment. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see. Said the Zen master. So I, so, I was just absolutely uh, gutted for this poor man watching this guy I and mean, he gets choked up thinking about his parents and all this it's awful and i'm going ruin. you just this has to be a wake-up call we've got to get it together you my hate man. your we, parents we dude. Got, come we, on we got to get it together so at the end of the day he ends up having to get some things amputated because he's out there freezing his ass off but he survived uh he lost some fingers and a, and a toe uh, but but he, <laughs> do you know how much pain you got to be in? You know how cold it has to be to where you're like, well, I'm going to lose that toe. <laughs> I mean, damn, man. Have you ever just stuck your hand in a thing of ice? You're like, oh, this is really uncomfortable. I think the
0: doctor's like, this is a gold medal winning toe right here.
1: Toe. So the next day comes around and I, I wake up and I think, that was crazy about Rulon Garner. So I wanted to look up what's been going on. Like, how did he let himself get to this point? So I typed in Rulon Garner, and the very first story I see, here's the headline. <laughs> this is the headline. So this is a multi chapter story yeah, right here. Here's Rulon Garner. What? Olympic gold medal medalist kids, two thousand Olympics. After this is the headline. After amputation, motorcycle accident, and plane crash, Olympic gold medal wrestler Rulon Garner faces bankruptcy. <laughs> incredible that is that's a headline that's a real headline i'm reading it again that is incredible after amputation motorcycle accident and plane crash olympic gold medal wrestler ruan garner now faces bankruptcy god dog life has beat the bejesus out of this man he should be smoking a crack pipe somewhere right now. I mean, my God. It served one purpose, but uh, yeah. The opening line to the story from John Clark. After a string of setbacks, you think, <laughs> including having his toe amputated, surviving a motorcycle accident and a plane crash, Olympic gold medalist Roland Gardner is facing bankruptcy. Court records show Gardner, after years of several failed businesses, now owes his creditors nearly $3 million. Gardner is disputing the debt. He says it largely stems from a $400,000 loss after he was defrauded by a business associate because, of course, he was. Life just kicks his face every day. The price of winning that gold medal has been steep, to say the least. So he was good at one thing. Yes, and to look at him, you would know it. "Quote: I got taken advantage of, and I pay the price every day. I'm trying." That's the saddest damn quote I've ever oh. read. I'm trying. Good God. Jeez. Well, bankruptcy's nothing for him
0: compared to what he's gone through. Right.
1: So that's just numbers. Yeah, he's filed for bankruptcy. Uh, he's selling his Ford Excursion. Oh. Along with dozens of watches and knives. Rulon. Rulon. I tell you this, buddy. You owe millions of dollars. Your Ford Excursion (laughs) and your knives are not going to get it done, my man. Unless you have Davy Crockett's or something. I mean, what think?
0: I've always thought that people, you know, if they buy a watch, they want a knife. (laughs) You can sell them both at the same shop, and that's
1: what we're going to open. He's also autographing shoes and and pictures. We should buy one just to help him. Well, it gets worse, Tom. I looked him up on Twitter. I don't even mean to make fun. No, no, no.
0: Help this poor man.
1: Uh, I looked him up on Twitter. Is he
0: crazy? Even oh, more so?
1: No, he's not crazy. I just feel sorry for him. If you just go through it, it it's the timeline that's going to sad you. This is sobering. Here he is. It's that time of year again. <laughs> ridiculous. We're making I'm a left so, turn of cruel oh, lane so, now, I'm man. I'm so sorry, but like, I read this tweet I went, Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's that time of year again. <laughs> Please let me know. <laughs> this is like a Saturday Night Live skit, I swear to God. He tweeted, it's that time of year again. Please let me know if you'd like to purchase a signed copy of my book. <laughs> this is...
0: <laughs> I've run the full spectrum you here when I was it. enjoying this. <laughs> I-
1: Damn. No, no, I'm not laughing. Okay, so hold on, hold on. Guys should take better care of himself. <laughs> okay, I, I need to clarify something here so that you don't think I'm just Satan. <laughs> the reason I'm laughing is that this whole rabbit hole I went down got more and more absurd by the second. And just when I thought, well, I, He's hit rock bottom. He can't. It's not going to get any worse than this. He's had his toe cut off because he got stuck underneath a god-dog uh, snowmobile. Nice on the fly edit there. That's good. <laughs> he's having to waddle through a drift up to his head. He and then he's in a plane crash, and a motorcycle crash, and he was defrauded by a partner, and he owes millions of dollars. And he's selling his watches and knives. I go, well, good man, this, this poor bastard. And then I just I thought, well, let's see what he's doing now. And I went there, and then I saw that tweet, and I went, man, I can't write this. Like, if I were trying, you could make this funny. Guys should take better care of themselves. <laughs> if you were writing a character... You know, oh, like, yeah, like, no,
0: him, I, I get him, it. Sir. I get <laughs> it. This is. <laughs> that is oh.
1: I mean, what are the chances that I'm laying in bed and I'm like, oh, look at that. It's Rulon Gardner. Yeah, but that he won. Remember, he won a gold medal. Yes. This and man... The most improbable of gold medals. Right. One that nobody thought he could win. He became. So a... that's
0: the beginning of the screenplay.
1: Yes. Yes. And the end is my man selling a freaking Seiko to try to make fifty bucks so he can pay off his four million dollars of debt. Guys should take better care of themselves. I can't even. Oh my god! I'm glad it's libations. <laughs> the sobering end to that story. <laughs> we gotta help him. We gotta go fund this oh, guy. Oh man! Don't let I, nobody's Hey, let's. It's just our little conversation, guys. We're not. Ruan. You're out there, buddy. Keep it's on trucking me.
0: <laughs> I'm surprised that wasn't a tweet.
1: The name of the book is In Case You Wanna Get Copy. Never stop pushing my life from Wyoming to oh. the Olympic <laughs> So I, I want, I want it to be known. I have nothing against Rulon Garner, and I wish these things had not befall befell this man. I, I don't root for that. It's not the, it's not, it's not the, it's not his great sorrow that I'm deriving any pleasure from. No, this is
0: yeah. This is important that you state this because
1: you know that you know, know that's not I, what I'm I am want. I know, but I know, I know. A what lot of sounds. Too. Okay, I'm I, not. I'm not sitting around thinking it's funny that <laughs> Ruan Garner has had a series of, of missteps and unfortunate events happen to him per se. I, I'm I'm saying that the absurdity. You know, I'm an absurdist. I love. Yes. The, oh, okay. Yes. The absurdity of this man's story post gold medal. No, even up to gold medal. That's absurd. The odds of doing that.
0: Right. I don't know. What's greater? The odds of beating this guy, right, in the time and place that he beat him. Only than having all of this crap happen to him. Well, I mean, to get to that point, right, so to be an Olympic athlete in the right. first place, the odds are astronomical. To be able to win a gold medal, even more astronomical. To beat somebody who hadn't lost in years, over a decade, and hadn't given up a point in six years, even more unbelievably large. Like, numbers we can't comprehend. And then you juxtapose that with snowmobile, plane, crash, motorcycle. If, in fact, his friend did defraud him or if he's using that, I don't know. But defrauded thing. I think
1: he probably was defrauded, yes. Taking advantage of, yes. The odds of
0: all those happening.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're right. I should clarify this. I'm prepared for the hate mail. That's fine. You guys, you got to understand. I don't take... The pleasure does not, again, derive from his misfortune. Like, his personal agony, I take no pleasure in that. I hope he's happy in life. I hope he's doing something well now. I tried to look it up during the break. You know, I don't know. It's 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 been a struggle. But...
0: Uh, it's a hell of a thing.
1: It, it is, it, it's just amazing that I was sitting there and I go, hey, it's Rulon Garner. Yeah,
0: and then that <laughs> led to It did everything. seem pretty happy when you <laughs> dropped the Sling and Seiko's line.
1: Well, it's a good line,
0: but. It is it, a good <laughs>
1: line. <laughs> it, well, no, but it's. Uh, that's, but see, that line was meant to illuminate the absurdities of the man's situation, I, right? I like mean. Like, that's going to
0: help the $3 million. That's in ridiculous. Day. Right, it's yeah.
1: ridiculous. Mm hmm. The whole thing is ridiculous. That is
0: not a drop in the bucket, no. sir. No,
1: and the fact that somebody advised him to do that, I'm like, let him keep his freaking watches, you a-holes. It doesn't make Just a difference. Just declare bankruptcy. Just, and be I, done I can't with pay it. it. I can't pay it. Look at my life. Good Christ! You should be giving me four million dollars. Look at this. Look at me. This is. I mean, come on. There should
0: be a provision in law, in our law here in this great country. That if you survive a snowmobile hazard, a motorcycle accident, and a plane crash, you should be cut a check.
1: Just somebody should cut you a check. There you go, sir. Sorry about that. Okay, so I I, this is one hundred this is how open and honest we are on this show. Oh God. This is gonna
0: undo the first three minutes of this segment, isn't it?
1: (laughs) It is. Oh, no. I'm going to because in my effort to see what he was doing now, I went to check for his Wikipedia page. No. It's not about what he's doing. not a bit. No, (laughs) it's not. This is not what he. No. But hold on. You're going to. Cringing. You're going to want to hear this. There's a section on injuries. So I. I want to make sure he hadn't suffered anything new. He has it. That's the good news. No new injuries. But the opening line is when Gardner was in elementary school, he was injured during a class show and tell. <laughs> he had his stomach punctured with an arrow. <laughs> all right. Go look it up. I, got, no, I, gotta I cannot make you, I got to ask up. you an honest that question. That is unbelievable. Yeah.
0: Did you draw this up as a bit and you're no. just laying it on layer by layer? No, no,
1: not at all. Not at all. I swear to God. Because it
0: seems like you're saving, I'm you n- know. No,
1: no. I looked this up just now. I swear. To- I learned a lot of things during the break. I just now looked this up. You
0: happily clicked on that Wikipedia page, I'm sure.
1: I did because I thought, well, it can't get worse than what I just read in that oh, article about a plane God. crash, a snowmobile, a motorcycle, selling off Seiko's, uh, the whole thing. So my man this is what's happened. This is his life in a nutshell. The only good thing that's ever happened to him is that he got good on his family's dairy farm at wrestling and, uh, and won a gold medal, which is great, but Jesus, he's in elementary school getting shot with a freaking arrow during show and tell. Of course that happened to rule Gardner, who is the Unluckiest gold medal winner you will ever read about mm-hmm. modern day job it is it's, it's crazy he it really is So that plane crash was in Lake Powell, Utah they had to sw- it gets better he had to swim. This guy is strong now. I will say this. Yes, if he can drag himself anywhere. This is crazy. In 2007, he survived a crash when a light aircraft he was traveling in crashed into Lake Powell in Utah. The men had to swim for an hour in 44-degree water in order to reach the shore. (laughs) I would not be this guy's friend. No. I'm not getting it. Don't him. get on an elevator with don't Rulon go, go, Gardner. Joe, don't that's, be don't you know, be in the same state. No,
0: don't get on you a know, roller coaster. Nothing. Don't do anything.
1: Dude's shot in the belly with an arrow at show and tell. Leave. Rulon, how'd show and tell go today? I mean, good lord. Leave the immediate area if Rulon Gardner is. How many is kids? In it. How many kids in that class? It's Rulon that's up there getting shot with an arrow. Nobody else. I bet he shot himself. You know he did by accident with the arrow. But he pointed it the wrong way? This guy's got a knack. It's a gift. By the time he got to those Olympics, you couldn't take him out. This man had been through. (laughs) He had seen some things. That he has
0: to dig down deep and use that strength that got him to the Olympics so often in his life after.
1: Well, there's more here that you would think I'm but I'm not gonna do it. I'll tell you during the break. We'll move on in the show. It's not three hours of rule on Garner. But it is when unbelievable. It, yeah. When he was
0: purchasing a puppy at twelve, no, the whole puppy mill attacked him and no, bit him all over no, body. No,
1: no, no. It said he was it's another profession that he's involved in and it's just no It's unbelievable. It's the greatest thing I've ever seen. It's not a, just, an exotic profession or anything. No, no, like no, no, that. no. It's ridiculous. It's a it's what you would do if it's just ridiculous. I just can't. I can't. He's selling cuckoos. <laughs> it's just he, he's he's the character. He's the character in Saturday Night Live. Oh, he's in a van down by the river. My man is. It is. Uh, it's a tough go. He's still fighting though. Oh, bless his heart. I'm not. I, I'm afraid to check back on this story. Fund him, now. people. A year from now, I'm going to check in on him. I hope he's. You keep on keeping on. Give we'll this on. man shelter from the storm. Good God almighty. <laughs> that arrow story. I read that as we were sitting here. I went, oh, he's not gonna believe it. how I gotta bring that to the table. Yeah. Anyhow, I wish him well. Good oh, God. Poor guy. <laughs> Hey, guys, our next partner is AG1, the daily foundational nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it quite literally every single day. I began using AG1 because I'll be honest with you. I don't like to take a bunch of pills and vitamins. And I just wanted something that tastes great, was quick and easy to remember. So I do it. I do it every morning when I wake up. I certainly have it right after my coffee and before I work out. And I will tell you this, too. It is... um, A simple, effective investment for your health. You can try AG1 and get five free AG1 travel packs and a free one year supply of vitamin D with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash JCS. Again, that's go to uh, all you got to do is go to uh, drinkag1.com slash JCS. That's drinkag1.com slash JCS. Check it out. It's delicious. It's quick. It's easy. It's proven. Vitamins, probiotics. Whole Food Source Nutrients. Start your day with it. You'll feel better. I promise. Think about how, how I present this part of a very serious topic while also finding the humor in one little sliver of it, uh, a detail uh, of it, uh, because I could so picture it. So remember yesterday we were talking about the Brian Flores lawsuit, and we were kind of going through... Both the claims of discrimination and obviously sort of the sham interview, uh, the Rooney Rule stuff, the, the idea that an owner in the National Football League, uh, who's, who's accused now of being willing to pay a coach to purposely lose games, all that stuff. We were going through all of it. And this is a big deal, and it's going to continue to be the story that leads the day in the National Football League for the entirety of the offseason. Like this is going to go on for a while. Uh, This isn't going anywhere.
0: And in Super Bowl week, there is a commissioner's forum. Roger's like, you son of a...
1: Yeah, he's got to be like, are you kidding me? Yeah, oh no, it's it's, it's a toughie. Now, he may end up being able to dodge a lot of it, Tom, because he can just say it's a legal matter and I'm not allowed to talk about it. So that's how you get around all of that. But when you read the details of what's alleged and what is being uh, asserted here, um, all of them, you know, as you... Digest that and you kind of vet all that stuff. Oftentimes, as you read it, you can become incredibly disillusioned and sad. Other times, you could think, Well, that's a weighty thing to say. How are they going to prove that? And then, and then uh, you know, around the next turn, you read the next page, you're like, Oh, well, that's fascinating. And then the next thing you'd look at, you'd go, I can't believe he texted that. And then the next thing you'd, you know, so you're doing all of this. You, you go through this swing of emotions, anger, and and sadness and everything in between, but there's one part of it where I couldn't stop laughing because I pictured it to be true and if it's true, it is still sad, but this image struck me the, when Brian Flores talks about he thought it was a sham interview with the Broncos and he, he said that they showed up an hour late and John Elway was disheveled and drunk <laughs> If you've seen the and way- he
0: admitted it. According to the thing, he said like I'm sorry, uh, we're late. I oh, had a few drinks last he
1: night. Dr- he looked like ass. <laughs> okay. yeah. He smelled of alcohol. He's disheveled. you can picture like his shirt is half tucked. There's like lipstick on his collar. His hair is every which way to Sunday.
0: Yeah, it's not dry Monday through Thursday <laughs> in his house.
1: <laughs> well, and I was thinking about this when I read it. Like I, to me, and this is probably uncouth of me. But, uh, you know, it's been a tough go for John Elway post-football. And what I mean by that is his life hasn't suffered. He's got more money than he could ever spend. He's a DD in in Denver. Um, But he looks like ass, and he looks worse every time I see him. Like, man, the days are not kind to John Elway. I mean, he is burning it at both ends. He has to be. Like, he's really been living up. The fact that he won a couple Super Bowls in Denver and is considered one of the top five quarterbacks of all time, because every time they would show when he was, you know, when he was still GM, when they would show and they'd pan to him, I'm like, oh, what's going on with John Elway? Well, there's an interesting subculture. It, it makes its way up into the mountains
0: in that area of the country. That's like we're forever young. You know, like you see guys with frosted tips. Woody Page is a great example from the Denver Post. <laughs> Woody Page is like 65 what years old, frost frosted tips. tips? <laughs> and when I was there, I visited a long time ago now. but I was 18, half so, a lifetime ago. And there was a ski instructor, it was in the summer, playing golf. He's like, hey, I've got a steakhouse. Dude, frosted tips. Wife, who was like 35. I'm like You're like, what, what? are you doing? Middle age doesn't exist here. People just live their 20s and 30s their whole
1: lives. So maybe frosted. John's one of those frosted tips can we what in i haven't seen uh, friends do not let friends do that i haven't seen around the horn in ages but i'm sure
0: he still frosts his tips i'm sure he does <laughs> it's something about the denver culture
1: <sighs> you could use that phrase for any number of things i bet he frosted the tips i bet he did um but i would i would just say that ever now it's exp- it makes total sense to me because for the last umpteenth years, every time they cut to John Elway up in the in the box, I'm like God, John, get a hold of your cocaine addiction. I don't know that John Elway's addicted to cocaine. I'm just saying it looks an awful lot like John Elway has been addicted to cocaine. And opiates and everything else under the sun.
0: Like maybe he should be the general manager of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or the Vegas Raiders. Yes,
1: my man is struggling on the regular. So when I read the lawsuit and I listened to Brian, I read Brian Flores' claims that Elway walked into the room. I can't get it out of my mind. John Elway on a bender, hasn't slept. It's two days. He's getting frantic calls from the other upper brass. We got to meet with Brian Flores in an hour. Where are you, John? And he's waking up next to a hooker like, oh my God, I got to be sorry, sweet cheeks. I got to go meet with Brian Flores. And he jumps up and throws money down onto the hotel room bed and he's racing out the door and he's hauling ass knowing that if he gets pulled over in Denver, there's no chance he goes to jail. Yeah,
0: well, they keep calling him. He gets indignant after a while. We're hiring Fanzio anyway. And then, yeah. and
1: Just he, start without me. And he pulls in. The car is parked sideways. It's not even in the spot. He's running <laughs> into the hotel. His shirt's untucked. Oh, hey, Brian, good to see you. John Elway. <laughs> His vanity plate
0: <laughs> says, this one for me. Yeah. <laughs> this one for me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So, Brian, we're so glad to have you here. Brian's oh, sitting there incredulous. We've
0: got some evidence on the uh, Matthew director Matthew <laughs> stepping up.
1: I'm telling you, look at that. I mean, John has some fun. You can probably find a hell of a lot more where that's coming from. Start searching the interwebs as we go to break.
0: Make sure that's your laptop and not mine. I don't need that in my search history.
1: <laughs> Jeff Cameron, Show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV.